0: Perfect Talk is what it do, it's your guy DJ Playboy back here with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast and this episode is going down man. First up, you know we gotta talk about the soccer federation president finally stepping down after weeks of people saying yo you can't just be kissing up on the girl right there on the podium dog. Also we gotta talk about your guy Aaron Rodgers four plays in for the Jets, catches the ill Achilles injury man. Thoughts and prayers. Also Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis done got themselves caught up in some drama That they didn't even have to be in I gotta tell y'all all about that And also the 13 day manhunt That had all of the media captivated Has finally come to an end They got him I got all of that Plus fashion designer Lorea In the building to talk about her new line New fashion show and much much more perfect talk baby dj playboy perfect talk is what it do it's your guy dj playboy back with another episode of the perfect talk podcast we are in the building rocking solo dolo for y'all and we gonna get right into it man i y'all know i always got stuff going on in my life but we don't even need to talk about it i don't care about none of that right now i want to get right to the nitty gritty you know what i'm saying the topics the things i told y'all i came here to talk about Plika's Spotlight Story. You know how it goes down. We like to focus on one story that might not have gotten the most media attention in the week, but something that I feel like I got to shine a little bit of light on. And this one was a big one, man. Luis Rubiales. If you don't know who that is, he's the Spanish Soccer Federation uh, president. And he has decided to step down after weeks of people requesting for him to do that. What did Luis Rubiales do? you don't know you could go back and check a few episodes back but i showed y'all spanish women's soccer team won the world cup this year he decided that he was gonna plant a kiss on one of his players jennifer hermoso and he was like "Oh, it was consensual she was cool with it she was immediately said i wasn't cool with that i didn't like that i wasn't a fan of that um and then you know eventually even asked for him to step down from that position and be removed or be removed from it um, and he fought it for weeks, man. He got fierce criticism. He got uh, 23 players on this women's soccer team that won the World Cup. And then 50 other players that you know could potentially come to replace those girls if they decided to leave, decided that they were, they said that they will not play for the team until Rubiales is uh, removed. So the pressure came through. Um, and finally, Rubiales knew that it could go on no further. It's time for him to go. Um, what, what I want to really sp- speak about is... What made you think that was cool, bro, like that you'd be able to stick around this long, that you'd be able to fight this, what you thought the heat was going to go away, the publicity, you ain't no know, perfect talk was going to focus on it and talk about it over here. You know what I mean? But, uh, what was, what was really on your biscuit? That's, <laughs> it, it, we got to stop this, this in the culture. You know what I mean? Um, this is the same team, uh, I come to find out in my research on doing this where the manager, uh, he, he was recently removed from his position because he inappropriately touched one of the staffers, a female staffer, um, and it was just wild. Like, bro, come on. Like, that's, you, you, you touched a chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you notice certain areas on a woman that you just stay away from. So, for him to even try to play that off like that was cool, that was nothing, is wild. And, uh, you know what I mean? So, the heat came to him, and then eventually, uh, you know, Louis, Ruby Rubiales knew it was going to come to him eventually. So, he knew it was time to go. It was time to step down from that position. And, uh, fellas out there. You know what I mean? Like it, people make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We can only learn from the mistakes that we make and from the mistakes of others. But that culture of thinking that you can do whatever you want around a female is you got to get get rid of that. Cause it's, it's gonna, it's gonna come to catch up with you eventually. You know what I'm saying? And you are in a position of power. Don't abuse that power. You know what I'm saying? What happened to keeping a G? What happened to having, you know what I mean? Play your skills. What happened to knowing how to talk to a young lady or something like that? But this grabbing up and doing whatever you want to do that ain't gonna fly you know what i'm saying so it's 2023 you know what i mean if this was years ago not that it excuses it but at least we could be like the culture was different the the climate was different but this is 2023 and you doing this type of nonsense so yeah luis uh rubiales you looking like a clown right now and it's about time that you step down uh jorge vila vila the manager that uh, inappropriately touched one of his players you know you a clown as well and uh you know what I mean? You got to both step down. So I had to shine my spotlight on uh, that situation over there. And hopefully, you know, Spain could get a the, the little bit better culture within their their, their women's soccer team. Because one, if it's happening in Spain, it's not the only place in the world it's happening. And two, um, as a father of a, a young lady, you know what I mean? You don't want to even know that culture exists but and, and, and know that it's something that it does, it is out there. And that's something that I do have to prepare her for. But we got to end that. We got to bring that to an end, fellas. And right now, we're going to switch it up. To one of my favorite segments called respect on my name my name come up respect yeah. let's go stop playing with my yeah. name and if you don't know that's when i tell y'all if i got respect a speculation for just something that happened in the news this week and this one caught my eye man this was a, a serious situation mila kunis ashton kutcher got themselves in some hot water uh they had to respond to, to, to backlash uh, basically, I'll give you out a backstory. You know, they all were on a show called that '70s show with Danny Masterson, Topher Grace, Vilda Vallemara. <laughs> I might be pronouncing that wrong, but you know, what I mean, the the young stars they was out there. Fast forward, Danny Masterson has been accused of uh, rape, and you know what? The trial, first trial was a, I think, a hung jury. Second trial, he's convicted, thirty years, thirty to life for raping two women uh two out of the three counts that he was uh, uh facing. Now Danny Masterson's obviously a wild boy because you know throughout the course of this trial you've seen that they use uh intimidation tactics uh through the Church of Scientology to threaten some of the young ladies that were uh making these accusations against Masterson. Um and, and just it, it, the whole thing is just disgusting because like they actually all all of the accusers met Masterson through the Church of Scientology. So it's it's, it's a real weird situation uh, when it all comes out to play. But we'll fast forward. You got Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, after he's been sentenced, uh, get contacted by Masterson's family. You know, say, yo, you know, that's the homie, you know what I mean, before he got in trouble. Could y'all just, you know, write a letter, you know what I mean? Maybe asking for just, you know, a lighter sentence. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that he should get off or that he didn't do this or nothing like that. But basically saying, you know, what you know about his character and... How can and maybe maybe you can do something that can help you know what I mean reduce the setting somewhat so they wrote these letters Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and it, it seems like they did not know that these uh, letters were gonna come out were come we gonna come to light eventually you know now the letters were obtained by uh, Tony Ortega. Um, And I believe he released it on, uh, you know, like one of his websites or his blog. Like I said, I don't think Mila Kunis or Ashton Kutcher thought that these tapes would ever see the light, excuse me, these letters would ever see the light of day. Um, And something that I'm noticing now just within the legal system, you see it with Tory Lanez's uh, phone call the next day after, you know, the Megan Thee Stallion shooting and that gets released. You see it with... rappers (laughs) rappers <laughs> that have done jail stints where you just see footage of what they've done inside the jails you start realizing that this stuff isn't as private as you might have uh, originally thought they were and you see another case of it now with these letters being released um so before masterson was sentenced to 30 years to life you know they just show some love to their homie which i think most people would do you know what i mean like yo this isn't the person i know um we knew another side of him it gets a little messy once you really get in the minutia of it because they start speaking about how Masterson is an advocate for anti-drug, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was he helped them not get caught up in drugs. He's a very huge advocate of staying off of drugs. Um, but, you know, that that's a, a weird contrast because some of the charges, he is being alleged of drugging the women. So it's like, you can't play the, oh, he's the anti-drug advocate. And then also he's just been convicted of drugging women and raping them. Uh, So Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis knowing, you know, the heat's on now, people know, you know, they dropped the video and they said, uh, (laughs) I'll play it for y'all.
1: We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will
0: continue to do so in the future.
1: A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing.
0: The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling.
1: They were intended for the judge to read. and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place.
0: Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. The is a little weird to watch, you know what I'm saying? It's obviously scripted. Um, one thing I noticed is Ashton is definitely a little bit more energetic. He's a little bit more lively. Um, In a sense where it it comes across a little bit more natural where it sounds like Mila is reading off a teleprompter. Not great, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, man, this, this is Meg from Family Guy. This is, you know what I'm saying, Shorty from that 70s show. You know what I mean? Like, how can you not be able to (laughs) portray this in a better way that doesn't come off so robotic, doesn't come off like a hostage tape. Um, Because, you know, it's obviously something they don't want to do. They didn't think that they would have to deal with this. It looks weird. I believe that Ashton and Mueller are both um, advocates, anti-sex abuse for kids and things of that nature, anti-child sex abuse organizations. Um, But Ashton actually, after all this has happened, has stepped down from his position um, at Thorne, and is no longer connected to the organization at all. And it, it just goes to show you, man, the company you keep, the friends you have, it, it, it can, you know, come back to haunt you. Like, and also you gotta know, like, hey, yo, this might, you know, that is the homie, and that is, I, I don't know, you know what, like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I think it's real easy point to point a finger at them, but I feel like most people out there would do what Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis did in this situation, right? Like, if your homie needed a letter, you know he's going to jail you know he, he about to be away and if there's something you could do to maybe lighten that load because you don't look at him as the criminal that the rest of the world sees him as you remember your friend I think most people in the same position would do it I, I, maybe I'm wrong in that but I think most people would do the same thing that they do um, and most people wouldn't have to worry about it ever seeing the light of day or ever coming out but unfortunately you know once you're a celebrity people are going to care and, and it makes it real easy to pay Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis like oh now you guys don't care about victims now you guys don't give a f about what happened to these accusers you know what i'm saying as hard as it is to get a rape conviction now you're trying to make lighten the load a bit uh you're bringing up that he's not going to be around his daughter for for these years for this long amount of time and what effect that could have on her but what about the effects that it has on the people that were his victims you know what i mean like so it, it's really easy to point a finger from this standpoint but I, I always like i said i think most people would do the same thing um now what makes it a little bit also messier is uh Chrissy Bixler um, is a former, she was actually one of the accusers of Danny Masterson. I don't believe that the, the, her count of rape was uh, one that he was convicted for. I believe she still dated him after the situation that happened. Um, she's come out and dropped, you know, a couple of things in her stories. Uh, uh, I'll read it to you. But uh, basically saying, Dear Ashton, I know the secrets your role model keeps for you ones that would end you. Did you forget I was there? You were on speakerphone that night. You called Danny on February 21st, 2001. I heard everything. I heard the plan. In my opinion, you're just as sick as your mentor. So we'll get right back to that date, February 21st, 2001 in a second, but I'll read you what she wrote to Mila. Uh, Dear Mila, I pray you begin to process what you experienced as a child on that set. Your old interviews are very telling. I encourage everyone to watch them and decide for yourself what you hear and see. Do so before they get scrubbed from the internet. I also know what happened in Toronto and after. Question if that's what you view as a normal relationship with a big brother figure, then I feel very sad for you and I hope you consider getting into therapy. You all forget I was there the whole time, the first 5 years of that 70 show. I remember everything it's messy um because if you go back to that date that she uh, dropped on Ashton you know what I mean uh very cryptically February 21st 2001 you're like, oh okay, what is that um you go you find out Ashley Ellerin, in Ashley Ellerin <laughs> was a 22 year old fashion student she died on that date um now why is that important because Ashton Kutcher was actually showing up to her house, <laughs> uh, before, actually, I guess after she was killed, uh, the headline I'm seeing right now says, uh, the chilling details of the murder of Ashley Ellerin and the Hollywood Ripper trial. In February, 2001, Ashton Kutcher arrived to pick Ellerin up for a date, but she didn't answer the door because she had already been stabbed to death by accused serial killer, Michael Gargulio. Um... So, we don't know exactly what she is a legendary. Like she said, she kept it real cryptic. But it is a little fishy that she's now going back to that date. You know what I'm saying? Bringing it up. Like, yo, I got dirt on you, doggy. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We, we, we got to see what comes out. And, and, you know, anybody who knows anything about the Church of Scientology, even in this trial, it, it, it came out that, they use scare tactics uh to intimidate some of the the women involved in this case you know what i mean so um even in the ashley ellerin thing i'm reading here there was an article where they said uh the next day ashton uh next day when he had learned ellerin had been murdered he reached out to police he said he was worried because he'd put a hand he put his hands on her doorknob while trying to open the front door my fingerprints are on this door and i was freaking out uh i he said i told an officer let me tell you what happened that's going down the the, the 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 conspiracy hole, you know what I'm saying, that we don't, I can't speak on that, you know what I mean, and we're going to have to see if Chrissy Bigsler decides that she wants to come out and, and say what exactly she happened that day and what she knows, but uh, just everything else, I mean, outside of that, just, you feel, part of you could probably feel bad for Mila and Ashton, but... Part of you also has to feel bad for those victims because, you know, I mean, you got a high profile celebrity defending someone who did something to them. It, it could make them feel hurt. Um, but I also, that, like I said, think that they did not think that these letters would ever see the light of day and. Thought that they could just button this up and kind of it will go away. And it's now having this backlash. because It, it looks like they trying to take the whole cast down, <clears throat> you know, who's uh, somewhere smiling about this. Your yeah, man, Topher Grace. <laughs> I believe his name was Eric on the show. Yeah, cause because you know what I'm saying like Topher, they they ain't had no love for Topher on the show. They like the whole crew was clicked up and, and they ain't let Topher be down They ain't kicking with him. And somewhere he's smiling, like, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with that, man. Uh let's go move right on to my next segment. One of my favorite ones. It's called Have You Heard. I want to take a couple major headlines this week and just put y'all up on game. See if y'all heard. And this week, it was a doozy, man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Monday Night Football. I was hyped. Football's back. You know what I mean? I was I was watching it the day before. The sun, You know what I mean? The Sunday games was, was, had me hyped up. I was ready to go see what's about to happen. How's it going to go down? All right. You know, Buffalo Bills versus the Jets. I don't watch hard knocks. I don't see all the nonsense. You know what I mean? It's time to put up a shut up. Aaron Rodgers, is watching preseason a couple plays. Let's do it. Man, I didn't even get the game on before this man was injured. <laughs> I seen the headline, you know what I'm saying? But then I saw the replays and all that. But it was four plays in, man. Like, your man Aaron Rodgers catches the wicked Achilles tendon injury. <laughs> and it is it's as as a person who caught one of those back in high school in my high school football days. I mean, nothing as bad as what he caught, but it's it's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um it's nothing that you could just brush off and move on from. It, it takes about a year of recovery. It takes a lot of rehab, and a lot of people don't come back the same. I remember even during the game, Adam Schefter said uh we're hoping it's not an Achilles, you know what I mean, looking at the, the way it, it, it happened, it could maybe be something high ankle or, or, or higher than that, but uh, based on the way that the calf moves, a lot of people think it might be an Achilles tear, Um, and and, and it was, you know what I mean, it, it, it's, you seen Leonard Floyd come on the replay, you know what I mean, you seen you seen Leonard Floyd hit him, and nothing was dirty about the play, everything was dirty Right, you just fall funny, you know. What I mean, he's also 39 years old, you know. What I mean, it's, it's not the easiest thing to just bounce back from an injury like this at his age. Uh, something that he, that Aaron brought up was Kobe experienced this later in his career, and that's the first thing that he did was look up what Kobe did to bounce back from this injury. Um, yeah, had high hopes for the AFC, man. It thought like, all right, Bills and Jets, I, I root for all the New York teams if you don't know, and uh, I was like, okay, it's going to be it's gonna be rough this time, because usually the Jets suck, and it's easy to just root for the Bills, you know what I mean, or, or in years past, you know, when the Jets stepped it up a little bit, the Bills was whack, but I'm like, all right, they both, Aaron Rodgers, and you got um, your man Josh Allen over there, I was like, all right, cool, it might be a little something this year, grand opening, grand closing, <laughs> but we do wish Aaron Rodgers all the best, man, um, some people are speculating he might not be back, but... That's not the man to doubt because he's proven time and time again that he will shut up the doubters. He he said he welcomed it. He said, Give me your doubt, give me all of that. Just so I can prove it wrong because I need it for inspiration, baby. Um, so we're gonna see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and thoughts and prayers out to him, because you know I mean I I would like for his career to end in a different way. I wouldn't want to see him going out like that. Have you heard the 13-day manhunt for convicted killer? Danilo Calvacante has come to an end. They found your man in Pennsylvania. <laughs> they were looking for him for quite a while, found him with heat heat sensing technology. And you know, them dogs. They put them dogs on him <laughs> They sniffed him out and they got him, man. But uh this was an interesting story, man, from the rooter to the tutor, man. Like, if you don't know, he was convicted. He was on life sentence for killing his former girlfriend. Her name was Deborah Brandeo. Uh, looks like he also had a case back in Brazil. Uh, Brazilian authorities issued a warrant for his arrest uh, in 2017 and a shooting death of a student named Valdez Jr. Moreira de Riz. It's wild, though, like I said. So that was why he was in jail. And just from everything, from the way he got out of the prison, was just wild, they called it crab walking in the media, but um, I saw that that was like an improper term, that wasn't really what it's called, but basically he shimmied up a wall using his legs, uh, his feet on one wall, and his hands on the other, and was able to uh, chimney, or shimmy, whatever they call it, his way up to the the roof, went through barbed wire, and razor wire, (laughs) and then made it out, and was surviving out there off of watermelons, was was burying his, his, his shit, so nobody could find it. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean uh just my man was out there going going ham you know what i mean it, it looked like he stole a van at some point he stole a gun he had stolen clothes a duffel bag he was out there surviving like he was doing it but i mean you know eventually that it, it, it's gonna come to an end um but he he was on it man He definitely had authorities going through it, using all their resources. It looks like he got the delivery van because the keys were left in the ignition. He changed his appearance completely. He doesn't look anything like the mugshot that they had seen. Like I said, he stole a rifle at some point, which made the the manhunt a little bit more dangerous because now he's armed and dangerous, you know what I mean? And they knew that. He was also showing up on, I, I mean, I guess... Anybody out there doing crimes nowadays? You are on so many cameras. Like they got so much just ring camera footage of him walking by and this and that. Like you are on so many cameras that it, it is insane to even try to get away with anything nowadays. But they use the resources and they, they caught up with your guy. Um, yeah, they are definitely gonna throw the book at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we making them use all these resources. I mean, it also could have went left. Some of these end with people being killed in the in the process of taking him out or taking him down and or he could have killed himself so it's it's, i guess it's good that it went down with no casualties i don't believe any innocent bystanders or people got caught up that i've heard of so yeah the they like they said they they, they got him (laughs) they got him man it was a 13-day manhunt and it, it it captivated america and it's, it came to an end, so, Danello, Cavacante, you know what I mean, let's, let's, they probably gonna have you in the, 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 the super maximum now, bro, <laughs> you know what I mean, just, because you just showed them how easy it is for you to do what you do, um, but definitely, yeah, they're they gonna tighten things up around there, <laughs> 100%, and you, you can see it, just, you can see how much it angered them, that they had to <laughs> use all these resources and, and shit to get at them, but it, it's even funny, though, when they did catch them, how many selfies they take in, and, High fiving, you know what I mean? They was they they was proud of themselves for catching them, you know what I'm saying? So, Danilo cavalcante man, I'm sure there'll be a movie or something about him. It was it was it was a, it was a story. Now, right now, my friends, we're gonna take it to another segment we do here on Perfect Talk. This one is called Perfect Talk. Product Talk. And if you don't know, I'm going to be talking to fashion designer Lorea. Yeah, she'll be doing some dope stuff like crochet fashions and all that. And she has a fashion show coming up. So we're going to talk about all that. So make sure you stay tuned. It's the Perfect Talk Podcast, baby. Let's get it. What's good, y'all? We are back here with one of my favorite segments, man. This is when I talk to you know, small business owners, people who might have a podcast might have you know a youtube channel might even have a fashion line like today's guest man this is perfect talk product talk and we are up in the building with Lorea. what's going on peace peace beautiful people thank
1: you for having me back
0: good friend to see of the you show again. friend of the show definitely been here before go check out her episode um and back to talk to us a little bit more show us a couple more more pieces a couple more looks um but but first off tell the people why you here you got a you got a fashion show coming up right I do, I do. So um,
1: I do have a fashion show. In my last episode, I was more so talking about the jewelry and things that I make, Mm -hmm. but this time it's all about the crochet baby. Okay. Um, So I do have a fashion show coming up where I'm making five brand new crochet outfits for five fantastic models. Um, It's a brand new line, actually, that I'm coming up with, brand new inspiration, um, and I'm doing something for men and women.
0: So Sweet, sweet. I, I think we touched on the crochet lightly on the last one, but yeah, definitely heavier lean on the on the jewelry and some of the other products that you offer. But um, the cro- the fashion shows, I'm, I'm guessing, give you the opportunity to show off your crochet work. And if they don't know you, you design clothing for men and women. Um, was it always men and women's? or was it specifically women? As men, it started off, as it started off okay.
1: definitely as women's. I mean, being a woman and and making things for myself first, it's obviously easier to dive into women's things. But mm-hmm. now that I have my my partner here, my fiance, he's always
0: pushing me into
1: making something for men because he's like, I want dope things too.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I I feel <laughs> that a thousand percent.
1: I feel yeah, that a yeah. percent. If
0: so, if you, you want to sell something, put it on DJ Playboy. You know what I mean. Right. I can I can help you get it out there. But um, so now so now you're getting into the, the the men's line, and um, so what would would what would you make originally, and what are you doing now that you're doing men's clothes? So like, what kind of pieces would you make in terms of clothes? Like, I, I think you may have shown me a hat before. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, okay.
1: Definitely. So bucket hats have been taken off a lot more um in my crochet designs. Um, and then now I'm just kind of working more into clothing. So my new line is actually my version of the poncho, you know that the modern poncho, the big, spacious, nice and flowy, just mm-hmm. a big old piece of fabric kind of wrapped around yourself with a hood. So
0: great for fall uh, or spring, you know what I mean, and where we're going right. into it, so.
1: Exactly. Even though I'm in Arizona and it's still 100 degrees, we're <laughs> still slowly sliding into our fall season. So I figured I'd go ahead and introduce the fall line. Okay. But again, because it's Arizona, I'm trying to keep things nice and light. So my designs are actually full mesh, uh, so it's nice and breathable, nice and and flowy, and also it has that kind of a urban feel. So sort of like a streetwear sort of a thing. So I'm kind of marrying a old school design for, for the most part with kind of a, a modern sort of a fashion take with kind of bridging the streetwear with the poncho.
0: That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, And then, we'll, we'll tell them about the fashion show and when it is, and then we will definitely plug it again later. But before you show us the pieces, let them know uh, where they could see the this up live in, in person. So this um,
1: line that I'm about to show you, pieces from the line that I'm about to show you. Definitely going to be on the runway for this upcoming fashion show, September 23rd, right here in downtown Phoenix at the Greenwood Brewery. Um, It's being thrown by a wonderful sister, Shell. She's, uh, we're calling it the Chill X Shell because come out and chill, get some good fashion. Uh, enjoy some dope vendors, some good food. They're having performances there. It's a vibe. It's definitely a whole vibe. Okay. I came across them accidentally um, just on Instagram and I decided to pop out to their show last month that they had and just kind of see what the vibe was. And mm-hmm. I loved it so much that I was like, I need to be a part of this. Need how to be a part how of
0: important this is that as a small business owner, especially as a, as a fashion designer to network? to to really uh take advantage of those opportunities, like to get your stuff out there. Cause you could have, you could have just been a spectator and let that opportunity pass. And now you're in the next show. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's dope. Um, but can it's you speak on that just how networking has helped you grow at all? Yeah, exactly.
1: Honestly, especially with a business like mine, a product-based business where, you know, I'm not a Macy's, I'm not an Eman Marcus, you know what I mean? Like nobody really knows me. I'm still growing my business. So the best way to grow is to go and talk to people, word of mouth, that's the best way to spread it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what I do until I show up and show you. So yeah. obviously I showed up completely dripped out in all of my creations in a full crochet outfit and all my jewelry. And was like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I bring to the table. And that's honestly, that's the best way
0: to get your foot in the door you know yeah, what you can do you did it up live and in person like face to face which a lot of people don't do anymore but even even now you don't have to be face to face with somebody you could do it online right you could hop in the dms and let them know exactly hey i'll do this it looks like it'd be a nice match you know what i'm saying even right. i do i got a podcast you got a fashion line why not link up and you know what i mean have a conversation together at least you know what i mean so exactly. it's, it's really about getting it out there but um yeah let's show us something i think the people are ready to see what you got <laughs> okay, so first, I'm gonna
1: show you the women's um, version of the men's outfit. So, once okay. I... show us what you got. Okay, okay. So this is it's literally just sleeves with a hood. Okay, I know it's better out here, and then it's got a matching bandeau and matching shorts. Very Bando. sexy, very cute, sort of a fit, nice and tie up little feature there. Okay, so that's what we're doing for the ladies. This outfit in particular was featured in my very first fashion show that I did actually back in July. This is okay. what got me kind of into the fashion show buzz and got me more into my designer hat, <laughs> if you will. Well,
0: well, so explain that to me, because I have heard designers say that in the past. So what what changed now that you're doing fashion shows as opposed to what you were doing before? Like, uh, does it change the way you design things? Does it change the type of products you make? Is it, what, what exactly changed?
1: Yeah, honestly, both of those things. It definitely changed the type of product where I'm kind of challenging myself to see what I can do, looking for some different inspiration. Um, my favorite thing to do is is a recreation. So like mm-hmm. I'll look at a picture of something and then just interpret it in my own way. Okay. That's a big way that I do jewelry. And of course, that's taken its, its precedent really with my crochet work. Um, yeah. so yeah. there's a whole line of shirts that I saw a picture of, and I was like, How can I do that in crochet? and figured it out. And now it's a pattern, now it's a product that you can find on my website. Tell so them the website, tell, of- them,
0: tell them the website too, while we, while we, while we talking uh, about it.
1: Well, <laughs> www.buylaria.com. That's B Y L A R A Y A dot
0: com. See it right there on your screen if you're watching on the YouTube and Delphi, go check it out. You know what I'm saying? Go if, if you haven't already. And if you're in the Phoenix area, like, um, to Arizona. Where exactly is it going to be? I don't want to say the wrong city. Where exactly going to be? Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Phoenix, Phoenix. Arizona, right? Yeah, downtown Phoenix, Phoenix. If you're in the downtown Phoenix area, definitely on the 23rd. Go check them out. But yeah, show us what else we can see on the 23rd? Okay, so the mens. I'm gonna pull this
1: up. Okay. I might have to put it on. So.
0: Okay. Okay. So the oh okay, and it just throws on.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. I like that. Just throw that on. Yeah. It's got the
0: nice spacious hood. So that's what you were saying was the take was on the nice poncho. And long, it's body. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. It's a poncho sort of a deal there.
0: Gotcha. Okay. It's
1: simple.
0: <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you know what I mean? So, and then that's that's, that's nice stuff. and breathable for that, for the for the Arizona weather. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. I exactly. Like that. Nice and breathable, nice and spacious. Um, you know, and especially because it's yarn. A lot of times when you look at yarn, you're thinking thick sweaters, you're thinking winter. So yeah. I'm also trying to kind of help just with all the other crochet artists out here trying to help change the game a little bit change folks mind about what crochet can be
0: mm. it's not
1: just your granny's hobby anymore
0: that's true yeah, i would have i, I would have stereotyped it and pigeonholed it to be that you know what i'm saying and that's that's dope right. that you're definitely changing what the uh perception of that could be um mm-hmm. and those are the only pieces that you had to show us today right so far as like anything else they want to see they got to come to the show right I mean, actually, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, oh, wait, wait, exactly. wait. If you got one more, it looks like you had one more on right. the stand. All right, I got one more. <laughs> you I got, got one more, more. for one? More? Okay, one more. Give the perfect <laughs> talk audience one more. You know what I mean? All right.
1: So this one is one of my pride and joy pieces. Here, I'm gonna I'll give y'all the full effect and slip it on real quick.
0: Okay. What you got so going this. on? I like the colors. I like the colors. Okay.
1: This is a design that I actually originally started doing uh, last year in the winter time, in the fall and winter season. This is the inspiration behind that women's piece. Okay. It's just sleeves.
0: Just sleeves. Okay, with, like, with a neck. Okay. Yeah, exactly. that's dope sleeves and a collar. Yeah.
1: So something very cute and simple that you can throw on over a bando, like mm-hmm. I'm wearing here with some cute jeans, cute shorts. You can throw it on over a dress. It's just kind of one of those anywhere and everywhere type of accessories that you can definitely add into your closet. So this is another line that I'm going to go ahead and bring back part of my kind of fall line, since it's the weather is starting to cool off a little bit.
0: A little bit, uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit. Y- y'all winter's mid 80s out there. You know what I'm saying? I need to get some of that in my life, man. I'm tired of these New York winters, man. But um, can we play a quick game of uh, let's get to know Larea? yes yeah. let's do it let me slip this off let's do that let's do the. Yeah, yeah it look like that that 90 degree weather catching up with you <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. over here. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, but definitely um so as a designer what are you trying what would be your like end goal for like the fashion game like you know what i'm saying because um we see a lot of of recreation but that's not necessarily a bad thing because like i like what you said you said you see something and you get inspired by it but if what is going to be your your stamp that you leave or what is going to be the fingerprint that you leave on the fashion game when it's all said and done? Mm.
1: Honestly, my main goal really is just to get my name out there. Like, right now, my focus has been styling folks, since I'm doing more with crochet clothes and I'm trying to get those out there and doing more with styling people. So I actually recently had an opportunity to style a artist, a dope MC, uh, Viva Lassie. Uh, okay. She came out here for the Afro Reggae Fest recently and I had an opportunity to style her for the Afro Reggae Fest and dressed her in one of my crochet bits. So right now, I'm feeling celebrity stylist is maybe the the, the overall place, end goal.
0: That's uh, where you yeah, want to go with like, this, okay.
1: Yeah, I think I think that would be a, a cool thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, super big. Obviously, you know, I would love to design something for Beyonce. Let's talk to mm-hmm. this.
0: Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> you got to put it out there. You got to put it out there.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but that, I think, is probably the the overall goal, especially because I make so many things. Like, it's not just the crochet clothes. It's also the jewelry. It's the handbags. It's all of the accessories. Mm. So... I can put together a head-to-toe look. The only thing that I'm not making yet is shoes. Wait on it.
0: Yeah, but... yeah what? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's getting, you know what I mean? But that's dope. You could be a totally custom look. Because the thing I hate, exactly. right? I, I hate when I walk into a store or I go into a party and I see somebody wearing a shirt I got. I'm like, now nah, I got to think twice. You know what I mean? I don't be twinning it. Exactly. I don't like looking like the next person. And And that's something that bothers me about the fashion game is a lot of people just copycatting in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Not right. like... I got inspired by that. They look, they want the exact look They they, they go yeah. off of like trying to look like somebody. So I love when I see creativity. I love when I see, you know what I'm saying? What, you, what you're what you bringing to the table. Um, mm-hmm. personality wise, right. Are, are you the type of person? Um, if you see a crime, do you, do you New York, New York city and keep it moving? Or, <laughs> or are you a little bit more a small, small town? You know what I'm saying? Good Samaritan, you know what I mean? To get involved. I
1: mean, my favorite thing to say is I don't want to be a witness to nothing.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sound a little New York City to me. <laughs> yeah, so. But I'm definitely going to read all the news stories and watch all the documentaries and whatnot after the fact because I'm also a
1: nosy something. So, so I want to know the stuff, but I don't want to be no witness. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same
0: type of way. If I if, if, if it comes down to I'm the only help around, yeah, then I'm going to get involved. But if there's right. other people that I get it, I mean, yeah, it ain't got to be me. <laughs> <laughs> right. How about uh? But what about this? Let me see. Uh, what if you see right? You have a uh, a friend, and you you that, that friend, their boyfriend or girlfriend, significant other, um, you see them cheating on them. Are you the type to go and tell your friend, or is your is your name Bennett? You ain't in it.
1: Oh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm a whistleblower. I'm definitely, it's funny, like, I've actually been in that situation where I was on a dating, when I was single, obviously. Uh-huh. I was on a dating app, and I came across a friend's boyfriend on that date, and I was like, uh, sis, this is what <laughs> I just found. You might want to have a conversation with your man, you know, and hey. like, I didn't I didn't make it a whole big thing. I didn't take it to social media. I took it to her personally, you know, here's the situation, sis, and mm-hmm. you handle it accordingly, you That's know? It's so, so, always a I risk, though, getting involved. Like, on niche, but also, like, Sometimes you gotta say something, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. see,
0: see something, say something, right? It's exactly. I, I get I, I get a little trepidation getting involved because sometimes the person get mad at you for telling them. They get mad right. at the whistleblower. I'm like, come on now, nah, take that up with your, you know what I mean? Your significant other, and then you could lose a friend over something. So that one's a tricky one for me. I'm I i do not know. It depends on closest friends. I, I gotta say something. Right? You know what I mean? I gotta take the risk, but um I mean, associates associates uh, you got to find that out on your own man you know what i mean like i ain't trying <laughs> i ain't trying to really that's rock bad. every boat you know what i'm saying that's like, bad
1: <laughs> if i don't like if i'm not that connected with you and it doesn't really affect me one way or another and it's mm-hmm. like mm, that sucks <laughs> <sis>. <laughs> figure that out
0: <laughs> uh favorite musicians you got any like favorite musical like uh x I
1: am really into neo-soul. My my style is really eclectic. I like mm-hmm. a lot of everything. As long as it's got a good beat and some kind of substance, then I can rock with it. But I'm also a mood music type of a person. Okay. Like if I'm getting ready for a vending show or something, it's trap music all day because you can got to manifest that money. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. I hear that. I hear that. But what if-, if I'm chilling, just trying to get some inspiration, just trying to be low-key and create, it's some neo-soul, some old-school something. Luther Vandross is, you know, that's my heart. Prince, mm-hmm. I love to, you know, hit them octaves or think that I'm hitting them octaves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got any favorite, like, uh, fashion designers out there or people that, that inspired you?
1: I have a lot, like probably some that are unknown. Like I have what I call my crochet crushes, <laughs> okay, which are just other crochet artists who just inspire me to get in my bag every time and and, and like really try and crank out something fantastic. Because
0: so, how dope they are and what they bring to the game.
1: Exactly, it's like the things that I see them doing with yarn. It's like, oh man, let me try that. Let me see if I can level up and and you know get the the shine that they're getting off <laughs> of something like this. So. One of my favorite crochet crushes, Celeste from um, Celestial Crow Creations um, on IG. She's dope. I don't even remember where she's located. I think she's in Atlanta or something. But dope, dope crochet artist and definitely my big, big crochet crush.
0: <laughs> and before we get up out of here, let's uh, give me two truths and a lie. That's where you would tell me three things about yourself. But two of them are true. One of them is a lie. And I got to guess which one's a lie. Hmm.
1: Okay. I've been crocheting since I was 10. That's one. <laughs> let's see. I've been making jewelry since I was 10.
0: A lot of thinking on that one. That one might be the lie. <laughs> A lot of thinking on that one. We got two. All
1: right. Throwing me curveballs here. Uh, <laughs> I've never been swimming.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and, and the rules, I get to ask a question about each, each one. Um, okay. So, what was the first piece of jewelry you made? It was a beaded necklace. Beaded necklace. Mm-hmm. You saying you never ever in life like been in a body of water? Mm. You saying you can't swim? I've never been swimming. Ah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And the first one was crocheting at ten. Yes. Um, What was the color of the first thing you crochet? Red. Red. Hmm. I'm going to say out of those three facts, (laughs) the (laughs) second one, I believe, is not true because I think based off our previous interview, you told me when you started doing jewelry. (laughs) I could be wrong. I could be messing it up. Good man.
1: Yeah, no, good memory. Cause, cause there we go. Correct, man, <laughs> there <laughs> I mean, I go. guess everybody's made a macaroni necklace in school or whatever, but that doesn't really count.
0: <laughs> <true>. <laughs> more than more than I've done, man. But um, before we get up out of here, it's perfect. Talk product talk. Let the people know uh the fashion show one more time, and then let them know that website where they can get that that dope product at.
1: Yes, indeed. So I have the Chill XL fashion show coming up. September 23rd, from 7 to 11, right here in downtown Phoenix at the Greenwood Brewery. Um, dope location, going to be a good spot. Um, and if you can't make it to the fashion show and you want to see my new crochet clothes, my new line, or any of my creations, feel free to check it out at
0: com. Right there, right below. Let's go yeah. check that out. Go show Larey some love, Larey. Thank you so much for coming on here. If there's any and anything I can do for you to help you push anything you got going on, come through. Let me know, and and we could definitely you know chop it up uh, once again. Um, I hit find- you
1: with some measurements. I'm gonna hit you for some measurements so I can maybe get one of these uh, ponchos on you.
0: Oh, help, do- so double I XL. Do do- hit, hit me with the double XL, You know what I'm saying? The hats, you know what I'm saying? the bigger the better <laughs> you know I got, yeah. I got one of them type of heads but uh you can find your boy d where can they find you at on instagram let them know too the, the instagram um
1: instagram is at by underscore larrea b-y underscore l-a-r-a-y-a
0: and that's, that's like right. your, the, the primary social media you like to use or is it? okay that's the one all yeah. right nice, by nice. because
1: if it's not by larrea who's
0: it by That's what I be saying, man. (laughs) Uh, You can find your boy, DJ Playboy, on X at DJ Playboy. Find me on Instagram at PlickaPeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Follow Perfect Talk on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Go check out my website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. For every episode, you know, we got it available right there on YouTube. Go show some love, subscribe, show some uh, top in the comments, do all that. (laughs) <laughs> everything all you nice. know what i'm saying all that that we, we love that on the algorithm and uh go check us out you know we're available also on apple podcast uh spotify soundcloud iheart radio like i said youtube like i said right there on our website so we gave y'all many options you can't you you can't miss us we out here you know what i mean but uh i like to ask my guests when they come through is there anything you're watching listening to nowadays i know last time you said the true crimes uh that was that was your, your jam <laughs> anything you anything new anything different or are you still rocking with the true crimes
1: um actually i just finished rules of engagement i know it's a really old show but i never dove into it back in the day but rules of engagement. Rules comedy? Of engagement is actually yeah it's a comedy like a sitcom okay um david spade mm. um some other people's names i can't remember um uh, but it's a really funny show like oddly hilarious i really like a it. young
0: dating kind of kind of show right like uh yeah, if i'm not more like 30s
1: 30s 40s type yeah like. Interestingly so, like plays like married type couples or whatever it's it's really hilarious though
0: Got you got you yeah, I've slept yeah I slept then on then that I slept on that as well you know what I mean I don't think they were they were reaching for our demographic but it's surprising what can reach you you know what I mean <laughs> surprising exactly. right? you know what i'm saying Exactly you probably never thought you would have gotten the crochet when you, you know what I'm saying, if you are going to stereotype and look what you're doing right now, you know what I'm saying? So, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can never you can never uh, judge a book by its cover, but like I said, man, spread love is the Brooklyn Ray lorea La- La- thank you so much for coming through, and uh, we up out of here. Say goodbye.
1: Peace, y'all. Thank you. <laughs>